get the privilege of introducing our speaker today. And uh, he's not visiting. He is with us. He's a part of our family, he and his wife, Lori. And so as Jeremy's coming up to be uh, with us today and share the word of God with us, I, I asked him if it was okay if I just elaborated a little bit. And he said that was okay. We'll still see if he thinks that's okay when I get done. So um, actually, seriously, so this week, speaking of things that we are doing, church, we are doing. Uh, so this last Thursday... We got together out at the lake, and we did kayaking and archery, and we had a, a just a good time cookout together. Thanks, Nick, for that. Nick was our chef, and he did a great job, and um, we just, we had a good time together. I know that my Melissa, she just, boy, she came, she came home and ran, she ran right into her mom and said, oh, I got to go kayaking. So it was great. The reason that I bring that up is because Jeremy has become a part of our youth team. So uh, as I've told you before, uh, it kind of started out with me reluctantly at first. I got to tell you, because I'm thinking again, I look in the mirror and I see all this gray hair and this old man looking back at me. And I'm thinking, no youth is going to want to be, have you as their youth leader. So I stepped out in faith and God has just brought together these wonderful people to have a youth team. You you know, you need that. That's what I'm saying to you as a body. We all play an important role. It can't ever be just one person. It can't be one pastor. It can't. It can't. God didn't make it that way. And so as I, I lead into this, as Jeremy has come and joined us, and so Thursday night was, um, it was all of us working and we were supporting him because he was blessing all of us. And besides the fact that kayaks belong to him. And the archery set belongs to him, and his kids belong to him. And so his kids, Emily and Nate, uh, came out and helped as well with the archery, and it was great, Jeremy, and we're so appreciative. And also Lori came, and she came to supervise Jeremy. And that was she told me that that was very important, that that needed to be done. So we, we just had a great time, and Jeremy, we just really appreciate you very much. We want to hear the word of God today, brother. Let's all welcome Jeremy. All right, good morning. Thank you. Uh, I have the gray hair as well, but I did something about it. <clears throat> Just saying, there's, there's things that can be done here, sir. Just uh, suggestions, huh? Well, good morning. Yeah, usually when people say good morning like that, they really don't mean good morning. They just want to hear you guys say something back to make sure you're awake. So we'll, we'll, we'll start with that, you yeah. know. Good morning. Yeah, okay. So anyone asleep yet? Okay, raise your hand if you're asleep. Okay, we got one down here in the front. Good, good deal. All right, the first three rows are the splash zone. So if you're sitting in the first three rows, you might get wet. All right, I might I spit a lot. But um, let me ask you a quick question, okay? How many of you here have uh, ever driven a car? Okay, a few people. All right. How many of you have driven a car into a pole? No, and that's not the question. Um, it, oh, there's a few, a few hands. Okay, good deal. <laughs> While you're driving on the road, there's some rules, right? There's some thou shall nots, and there's thou shalts when you're driving along the road. Can you tell me what the most important rule on the road is? Stay out of the fast lane, okay? 
Unless you're going the speed limit at least. I don't know. Wear your seatbelt. Okay, what else? Use your blinker. Wow, someone's from Missouri. All right, what else? <coughs> Keep your eyes on the road. All right, your eyes, not someone else's, right? Okay, good. What else? Stop at the stoplight. What was over here? Put your phone down. Awesome. I like these. I'm not hearing one consensus. I'm not hearing one absolute rule. I imagine if we came together and said, you know, what's the most important rule of driving? It'll be just like this. We all have different rules. There's all, and all of them are equally important, right? All of them have some value. Use your seatbelt. Don't use your phone. Use your blinker. Don't use someone else's blinker. I, I, I don't know. If you're, um, what is it? If you're hungry, stop and get yourself something to eat. I, I don't know. Those are rules on the road, right? The person on the left is the passenger princess or the navigator or whatever it might be. Those are all rules of the road and are all important. Well, there was a day, there was a time in which some people were trying to trip up this guy we know by the name of Jesus, Yeshua. And he was hanging out with these um, elites, these religious leaders of the day. They were called the Sadducees. Why were they called the Sadducees? Okay. Yeah, there, there's somebody here who's been in, uh, you know, second grade Sunday school. They were sad, you see, because they didn't believe in the resurrection. Yeah, okay. We'll get to that later. But um, uh, they were religious elites, and they had these questions for Jesus. They didn't believe in the resurrection of the physical body. And so they asked him, all right, Jesus, let me, let me ask you this question, okay? Because we're really interested in what you had to say. Whoa. Uh, so there's a guy who got married. Good for him, all right? He's married. And then he dies. All right, well, sad for him, all right? And then that wife marries his brother. Oh, okay, well, good for the brother, yay. Oh, and then he dies. Oh, okay, and then... It goes on and on and on and on and on through, I think, seven brothers or so. At the end of the day, at the resurrection, this is going to fall over. At the resurrection, whose wife will she be? I imagine when they were asking that question, they really didn't care. They were trying to trip up Jesus. And Jesus said, well, you know, really, that's a silly question because and in the resurrection, they shall not be given in marriage nor received in marriage. It should be like the angels in heaven. And then there's another question. It's this one here. We're going to look at this in Mark chapter 12, verse um, 28. Mark chapter 12. <clears throat> I'll give you a, a minute or two. Oh, good. It's on the screen. Cool. I'll give you a minute or two to find it. Mark chapter 12 says, One of the teachers of the law came out and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked them, Of all the commandments, which one is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, 
and with all your might. And love your neighbor as yourself. The second is this. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And the second is this, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You were right in saying that God is one, and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is important. It's more important than all the burnt offerings and the sacrifices. Then Jesus heard him say this and said, You have answered wisely, he said unto him, and you are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared ask him any more questions. Look at that verse, or I'm sorry, that passage. And we can summarize all of that in just one quick sentence. It's the next slide here. What is the greatest commandment? We've got 10 commandments given to us by Moses in Deuteronomy, right? Thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt, thou shalt not, all that good stuff. And if you look at those 10 commandments, there's five on one side, there's five on the other. There's five that have to do with yourself and your relationship to God. <coughs> and there's five over here that have to do with yourself and your relationship to others. And out of those 10 commandments, our Jewish uh, rabbi friends have collected more and more and more and more commands and commandments to where we have books that are thick, thick books, like, you know, like chapter books that you get at the library, you know, like a choose your own adventure kind of things where you can make your own ending because you can put your own story in there. You can put your own commandments in there. You can write it, you know, um, well, I think uh, thou shalt not drive a blue car on Sunday. Anyway, it's on there. I violated that one today. Anyway, it's all on there. So we've made up our own commands, and we put them in there. Our Jewish brothers and sisters did that for us. And so at this time, scholars estimated there was probably close to 1,200. Oh, I'm sorry. For you academics, that's 1,200 different commands in the Scripture. That's a snot of a lot of commandments. Isn't it? And so which one do we, do we follow? Which one do we understand? Which one do we, which one's the best? Which one's the greatest? Which, what's the, the most uh, awesomest commandment of them all? And I think that the Sadducee was trying to get Jesus to say, um, uh, I, 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 I really don't know. Um, uh, they're all good, um, uh, but except for, for that one, well, you know, um, the, the, I don't know. They're, they're, they're okay, but, but Faith wrote one one time, and I don't like that because, you know, the, the way she is. But other than that, um, uh, sorry, you guys walked in. I had to do that to you. Um, other than that, um, <clears throat> that's not what happened, though, is it? Jesus answered him with a quote or with a, a, a passage from the Old Testament. It's called the Shema. And the Shema is found in Deuteronomy chapter 6. And Shema means listen or, or hear. Hear, O Israel. Shema Israel. Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Adonai. Adonai Adonai Hebrew stinks. Adonai Adonai. Anyway, it's Hebrew stuff. You know, all that Hebrew stuff together. Hear, O Israel, the Lord God is one. You hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength. And these commandments I give to you today as you place in your heart. 
That's the answer that Jesus gave. What is the most important commandment? Well, it's, it's that. Hear, O Israel, that the Lord God is one. We shall love him with all of our being, with all our next one, with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind. And we shall love our neighbors as ourselves. Now, if Jesus gave that as the most important commandment, shouldn't we follow it? Okay. Love our neighbor as ourselves? How do we do that? How do we love our neighbors as ourselves? If that's one of the most, or if that is the most important commandment, how do we do that? What's this right here? Oh, these are notes that the uh, preacher people put up here. Let's see. What's, what's this? Oh, wait, wait. I'm, I'm, what are these? These are preacher people notes. What, what are these? Car show? Well, that's not church. Why are we doing that? Car show? Oh, register your car. Well, goodness, you guys want my minivan in there? Good, good luck to that. Okay. Um, oh, wait, here's a fire truck and story time and water games and face painting and photo booths and that doesn't sound like church to me, so we, we, we can't do that because, you know, it's a Sunday morning, and, and it's church time, and we can't do that because it's church, right? Or no. All right, raise your hand if you think that's right. Okay, raise your hand if you think that's wrong. Raise your hand if you're awake. <clears throat> All right, well, I got, got one person, good. All right. Church can be different, right? Okay, love your neighbor as yourselves. Church can look different. Church can look different. Church can happen on a Monday night. Church can happen on a Tuesday morning. Church can happen at a, a coffee shop. Church can happen on a, on a Friday uh, uh, at CC's Pizza or whatever. I, I don't know. Loving our neighbor as ourselves is, is one of the greatest commandments that God has given us, that Jesus gave us, and Jesus um, emphasized. <clears throat> we love the Lord with all our hearts, our soul, our mind, and our strength. And we love our neighbors as ourselves. You know what? I have, I have a saying. Unfortunately, there are some people in this world that'll miss heaven by 18 inches. And you're like, well, what's that? Okay, it's the difference from here to here. There's some people in this world that have the head knowledge. They know about Jesus. They know that he was a historical figure. They know his teachings. They have it down pat, but it never penetrated their heart because they didn't allow it to penetrate their heart. So they have this head knowledge, but they lack this heart knowledge. And for some people, that's missing heaven by 18 inches. That's a sad thing because we need to allow heaven to penetrate our hearts with a message from our heads. Our heads are not enough. I can go to Sunday school since I was six, let me put it another way. I've gone to Sunday school since I was six. I've heard about Jesus all that time. Anytime I'm sitting in Sister Blue Hair's class and she says, what's the answer to this question? I raise my hand and I say, Jesus. And she's like, well, the question was what has nuts and, and, and stores them in the winter, but I guess I could be Jesus. All right. Um, it's always Jesus, right, in Sunday school. The answer. <clears throat> so I know that. I've seen that. I have that in my head. But do I have Jesus in my heart yet? No, not at that point. 
But then I come to this place called an altar. I come to this place where it's called eternal surrender. And I come to this, this, this situation in my life where I say, Jesus, take this knowledge that's up here in this brain, this noggin, this, this, this place, and put it in my heart. I give you my heart. I surrender my heart. I give it to you. <clears throat> and that's where we find true, true happiness. That's where we find true surrender. That's when we begin or we can understand or we can figure out what it means to follow Jesus with our head and our heart and our strength or our might and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And this is not a command or a commandment that's um, uh, encapsulated only in the Old New Testament, excuse me, in the New Testament. This is a command or a commandment that's been going on for ages. This is not a question that was only asked here in Mark chapter 12 in the New Testament. This is a question that's been asked for ages. <coughs> in Micah chapter 6, it starts out by saying, in what way shall I come before the Lord? Shall I bring thousands of burnt offerings, thousands of, rant, of uh, oil offerings, offerings for my sins, etc., etc. How do I come before God? <coughs> How do I please God? And it says this, Micah 6, 8. This, my friends, is a pivotal verse in the Old Testament. He has shown you, oh man, I'm sorry, I'm King James Version from my sister Blue Hair's class in third grade. But he has shown you, oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you. But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly before your God. What version did I put up here? Uh, what the Lord requires of you to act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with your God. That sounds a lot like love the Lord with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your might, <coughs> and to love your neighbor as yourself. It's a pivotal verse in the Old Testament. This, my friends, is the John 3.16 of the Old Testament. You guys know that one. For God so loved the world that he did nothing about it and walked away because they were evil and corrupt and just had nothing to do with it. No, that's not, it's not right, is it? For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Once again, in third grade or something, Mr. Mrs. Blue Hair's class, you know, whosoever, whosoever meaneth me, or something like that. I don't remember, something like that. But I'm part of that. I'm part of that equation. I'm part of that message. I'm part of that, that um, whosoever. And so when I go back to Micah chapter 6, 8, he has shown you, or more, or oh, mortal one. <coughs> you don't need burnt offerings or, or blood offerings or sin offerings or sacrifice or fellowship offerings. He has shown you, oh one, what is good and what the Lord requires to do justly, love mercy, walk humbly before your God. By doing that, we're loving our neighbors as ourselves. We have that, that, that car show. Oh, let me look at, let me look here. Oh, you guys got one of these cool things? I don't know. I missed one last Sunday, so I didn't know what was going on. But this is filled with a bunch of things going on in which we're loving the world, loving our neighbors as ourselves. 
There's some people that are, what, 3,000 and change or something miles away, 2,000 and change miles away in a country I've never been, be, been to before. I don't know these people, uh, but are they my neighbors? According to Bob and Larry and VeggieTales, yeah, they're my neighbors. There's some people in Trinidad that are loving our neighbors as ourselves as they build up and create these relationships and create friends and neighbors. I don't know if you've ever been on a mission trip before, but, you know, it changes you way more than it changes the people you're there to serve. Way more. We have literal lifelong, okay, I'm older than 15, but we, we literally have 15-year-old friends that we communicate and, and keep in contact with even to this day that I met 15 years ago in, in a trip to, to Mexico or wherever it was that we were at. It changes you. When you love your neighbor as yourself, God does something about it, doesn't he? God makes it happen. God makes it happen. <clears throat> so he has shown you, oh man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, but to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly before your God. Or another way, Shema Israel, the Lord is one. <clears throat> the Lord is one. What are some ways in which we can love our neighbors today? What are some ways in which we can show God's love to those around us today? You know, honestly, there, there, there are times when we have these, these sermons, these messages, and it's just a guy talking. It's just a lady talking. It's just somebody talking. And, and I'm barely awake. I was up till midnight the night before. I was up till 8.30 the night before. It doesn't matter. And we're just, just, some, just a voice talking. Yada, 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 yada. You get one of those good preachers that has a nice, smooth voice. You're just kind of trying not to doze off or whatever. Or you get one of them fire and brimstone deep preachers that are just going out. And it's hard to sleep, and I just wish they'd be quiet. <clears throat> but you know what? In the midst of that, there's a message. And tonight's, or tonight, uh, have fun tonight. This morning's message is look for ways to love your neighbor as yourself. Look for ways to serve in your neighborhood. Look for ways to serve in your community. Look for ways to serve in your family. Look for ways to serve in your church. Look for ways to serve and to bring God's love to light.
This morning, I want to pray with you, not for you, with you, because we're all walking this same journey together. We all need prayer. We all need a, a neighbor. We all need a, a hand to hold. We all need a guide. And if you look to, to me, if you look to Pastor Tom, you look to Pastor Brent, you're looking at the wrong spot. I have a father who knows my name. He's willing to guide us. Let's go to him together. Our dear Lord, we thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to gather together here today. We thank you for, so much for the, uh, the ability and the freedom just to assemble here and to preach your word, to hear your voice, to minister in your name. But Lord, may that not be enough for us. May we find satisfaction only in bringing your message, your words, your your love, your grace, your mercy to the world around us, whether that be the world at our dinner table or the world far, far, far away. May your love reach outside, permeate the world, permeate uh, all of the, the things we have influence in. Give us the ability and the boldness to speak up this week at work, school, wherever we may find ourselves. <laughs> We ask your Lord your blessing on those that have gone to Trinidad. We ask your blessing on those that have gone to camp. We ask your Lord on the blessings on those who've gone and <coughs> prepared for this uh, car show and who are sitting at home right now going, I don't know if I want to go on Sunday or not. I don't know. Oh, Lord, bring them in so that they can hear from you. May we be your voice and your mouthpiece in this community, in this world. In Jesus' name we pray tonight. Our benediction is very simple. May your feet be pointed in the direction that will bring God's love to the world. May your hands be the instruments that deliver the message of God to our world around us. May your voice speak God's truth and his love to our world. Simple. Present your bodies as living sacrifices the Lord, and he'll do amazing things in you. I can't wait to see what happens. 
Let's do something this week. Go in peace.